was down in the valley before love came and grabbed me. Never thought I'd see the sun again. Without no hesitation, you became my resurrection. All the light that came shining in. I got beauty for ashes, and I got joy for morning, and I got praise for happiness. Love is a miracle, and I got beauty for ashes, and I got joy for morning, and I got praise for happiness. Love is a miracle.
Stand to your feet. We're going to get right into praising and worship in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
other names fade away. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just bow our heads as we pray and continue to worship the Lord this morning. Father God, we love you this morning. We know there is no other name given on the heaven among men. On the heaven among men whereby we must be saved. But the name of Jesus. We're so glad we can call upon the name of Jesus in the good times and in the bad times. Father God, as we pray this morning, we ask your will to be done. Not my will, but your will to be done, Lord God. We ask you to continue to move upon us in a, in a miraculous way this morning, oh God. Touch us individually and collectively, Lord God. I pray anointing upon our praise and worship team continually upon the men of God as we come to preach, oh God. And for every person that is in this place, that you would bless them this morning. Oh God, I pray and ask you to keep us and guide us. Oh God, let your will be done, your kingdom come as we worship you, Lord God. Have your way this morning, oh God. We love you, Lord God, and we thank you for this day that you have made. Oh God, we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord another round of applause.
We greet you all this morning. Happy Father's Day. We pray now. Hope that you all have a wonderful day today. Amen. Praise God. God has been so good to us. Amen. He's truly worthy to be praised, and we have all right to praise Him. Amen. Amen. Not only because we are a Father, we have a right to praise Him, but because of His goodness and His mercy, we have a right to praise the Lord this morning. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Don't feel afraid. Don't be ashamed to call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. He's the only one that's going to save us. He's the only one that will continue to keep us. Amen. He's our provider. He's our shield. He's our rock. He's our butler. He's our wheel in the middle of the wheel. He is the bright as morning star. He is the fairest of 10,000. Amen. I love him this morning. I love him. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. So we want you to sit at ease this morning and worship the Lord. Amen. Anytime you feel like getting up and praise God. In fact, we're just going to try this. If you want to take your mask down for a second and say, Hallelujah, you have all right to do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's sometimes we get, you know, things in our way, you know, that sometimes set us back. But the scripture says we should lay aside every weight and every sin. Amen. Let's just worship the Lord this morning because he's worthy to be praised. I'm going to ask Brother Arm to come at this time. Amen. Praise God. Good morning, church. Sometimes when I get up here, it's a little difficult to follow Brother Scarlett. <laughs> we had a wonderful family Zoom meeting uh, last, this past Tuesday. And those of you who have uh, not attended, it's a great way to be able to get news about what's happening. Pastor shared a whole bunch of good things about the stewardship campaign and, and our vision for our building. If you don't currently attend, you don't have the link, reach out to Patrice. Uh, send a, a, something to info at CCC, and we'll get uh, that to you. Uh, online viewers, please join us there. Um, it's a great way to have a conversation. Uh, we, we just had one for the month of June. I'm, I'm sure we'll be having one here shortly. Yesterday was a really packed day. We had um, uh, a, COVID, a, co- a COVID vaccine clinic here. We took the whole sanctuary and transformed it into um, a vaccine clinic, and it was really pretty pretty neat. And what's really kind of neat as well is as, as we're getting ready for service this morning, one of the nurses from the Hamilton Health Department showed up, and she picked herself up a bag of 10 Jamaican patties, and she's on her way home with those. I just thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> and so we had a good time um, hosting uh, the, the city of Hamilton, and uh, Pastor's going to share a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, we also went out and did uh, um, street evangelism like we do uh, on a regular basis. Uh, we uh, got out to uh, one, of the, uh, commun- one of the developments that we go to uh, somewhat regular. Uh, I guess I've been there for the third time in my time here at, uh, at Christ Center Church. And we had some wonderful conversations. There were some folks that we got really engaged and, and discussed uh, the Word of God. And we had a couple of young guys along with us that... Um, got engaged with um, the folks that we were visiting with, and it was really kind of neat to see 11- and um, 12-year-olds out there just sort of uh, talking about the Word of God. That was pretty exciting. Um, Our next outreach event is going to be in July. July 10th is the next time that we'll be out there, um, 930. 
um, a reminder that um, at uh, on Monday, this coming Monday at seven o'clock, uh, the Zoom, uh, the the singles group will be meeting on Zoom. Um, and so, if you don't have that uh, that link, if you don't have that um, uh, site to go to, um, please uh, reach out to us. We'll send it to you. Uh, we'd love to have as many of the singles. Um, uh, Sister Gabby, who's our new uh, director, is uh, saying that she just wants to have a conversation about um, trips that might happen and things that uh, that sort of plan a calendar. So keep that in mind. Uh, we have a prayer breakfast coming up at the beginning of uh, July, and, uh, and, and uh, one of the things that we have been starting to do on those uh, breakfasts is pastors doing a teaching on ministry. Uh, the last one was really rich, and I'm certain that it will be again. Um, he has a, a, a real heart for us to be able to do a better job, uh, a more thorough job, um, like, like, uh, like Apollos, a more perfect uh, way to go forward uh, and minister to folks. Uh, some events that are coming. Uh, the, the Webbers are coming our way. Again, we've had them here before. They're from uh, the south. I, Louisiana, Pastor? Uh, Brother Weber is the district superintendent for Louisiana, and his wife is the ladies' ministry director for the state of Louisiana. And they have a heart for growing churches. Um, Brother Weber started his church, his first church, in his living room. And um, he has a, a real um, awareness of the things that we need to do. And we're going to have a church growth event that will be in Plainfield. It will be on this coming Friday, the 25th, Saturday, the 26th. And um, I'm hopeful that they'll show up here and worship with us before they go home. We'll see. Um, the annual picnic is going to take place on the 31st. I've been talking about that. Uh, Sister Sylvia has her clipboards, and she's ready to sign you up for the things that you might um, donate for the uh, the event. Uh, those of you that are here for the first uh, for your first picnic, Christ Center Church does all of the setup, and we supply the the meat products and uh, all the stuff that goes on top of the grill, and then we just look for side dishes and supplies. Um, and I'm sure Sister Sylvia will explain all that to you. The multicultural rally that was originally supposed to be yesterday uh, was moved to July. I'm really glad that it got moved. It, yesterday had so much in it, and it turned out that it wasn't really going to work for other churches. And so it is now going to be on the 17th. Um, it's in Jersey City. There will be more information to come. But this is a New Jersey is so rich, so wealthy, really, with multicultural um, uh, folks. Uh, from all over the world, and we're going to celebrate that on the 17th. Amen. I think I hit everything I need to hit. Have a great day. One more time, church. Hallelujah. Isn't he worthy to be praised? Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, um, I was uh, sharing in, um, in uh, the 9 a.m. service this morning that. Um, you know, I'm thankful for my uh, two boys. You know, they they <laughs> um, they give me a little surprise. You know, it, it, it's tough to to surprise me. Not only in the sense that um, you know, you try to do everything possible you can to keep me out of the the loop of what's going on, Pastor. And um, but you know, keep me in the loop sometimes. It make life easier for everybody. <laughs> and everyone want to be a surprise, and that's what it is—a surprise. You know. So while they're coordinating, you know, I said, well, you got to done work by a certain time. I said, there's no way I have so much work to get done. So I can't get done by a certain time. So, 
you know, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, I, 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 shoot, I shoot a text to Pastor. I said, Pastor, I, I'm not going to be around today. Pastor, smile. Send a text back to me and smile. I'm saying, I'm saying, really? I, I could only say, really, Pastor? <laughs> you, you, you know, so, you know, they, they, they took me uh, to, the, to the Sixers game on Wednesday night, you know, and as, as I was saying, even though the outcome was, uh, you know, the, the best outcome, you know, they should have wrapped up that uh, game, you know. But um, they, they were able to, um, you know, win the Friday night game. And now hopefully they can pull off the game this evening. So, you know, um, that would be awesome because oh, New Jersey Nets, they lost, you know, it, 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 it's Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nets, they, 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 they all gone. So, you know, Sixers is the only team that's on the East right now that has to stand. So everyone cheer with your Sixers. But, you know, as I was saying, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, um, I want to say, uh, well, I'm trying to find a, a, a right describe, uh, description to describe, you know, the, 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 the arena when we were in there watching the game. You know, the, the, the passion, uh, oh, the fans were so passionate. And th- this was one thing that struck me. After the game, Pastor, there were so many people that, oh, my God, they were just cursing after they lost, the Sixers lost the game. I mean, every other person that you walk, you know, among or came across, they were just cursing. The only thing I could do was just shake my head because I'm saying, you know, man, I'm so glad I got Jesus in my life. Because, you know, when you cast your cares upon all these other things and then when it lets you down, then, you know, that's all you know. But when Jesus, you know, the Bible tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us and Jesus will never let us down. Amen. And this is why I love him so much. I love him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. And I'm going to praise him because he is worthy to be praised. Amen. Everybody say it's offering time. Come on, sound like a little wee. One more time. It's offering time. I love it. That sounds good. I'm going to invite you to stand. You know, as I said, um, you know, we're in the process of trying to get our building. So we want you to give generous, you know, give a The Lord love a cheerful giver. You know, we're still trying to raise $1.7 million. And if someone knows someone that want to be a blessing, you know, invite them to our church. Or you can give them our contact information. We'll be honored to, you know, accompany them. Or if they want to even put their name on the deed, we'll be honored if they want to be a blessing. You know, um, we're trying. Hopefully the Lord's going to open the door soon. So continue to pray. We're trusting God that the Lord will going to open the door for us. Remember, if you're giving online, it's www.myccc.com. Uh, Faith, if you give in, uh, that's one way. The second way is if you want to give to PayPal, it's uh, the at sign Christ Center Church. And if you want to give at a cash app, you have the dollar sign CCC2711. So those are our three ways of giving online. If you're here in person and you want to give electronic, you can see Brother Jordan over there by the booth. Amen. We'll be honored to help you over there. Amen. We, amen. We, booth, we have it all here, Pastor. We have a booth here. Amen. We, we, we have our ushers in the front. We have one in the middle. So feel free this morning and be a blessing unto the Lord. Amen. Bow your heads with us. Father God, we love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor this morning. Oh God, you are almighty God. We're so thankful for what we have already felt in this place, oh God. We ask you continuous blessing upon the remaining portion of the service, oh God. We ask you, God, as we're about to receive this morning's offering, that you'll bless every person, those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they too can be 
a blessing. They too can receive because they give out of their hearts, O oh God. We ask you will to be done as we continue to praise and worship your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Continue to worship the Lord with us. Praise God.
Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Come on, let's love Jesus this morning. Let's adore him, appreciate him. Let's give him the praise and the honor that's due to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. His presence is heaven to me. His presence is heaven to me. Oh, God, we thank you for your presence, almighty God. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. No matter what we're going through in this life, no matter what we're dealing with, even while this world may be defiled and corrupt and all kind of evil are rampant, we have the presence of the Lord that can just overwhelm us and overshadow us and we can be in a place of contentment. Your presence, Lord, is heaven to us, Lord. Your presence, Lord, is heaven to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. Thank you, Brother Josiah. We really, really thank you for just allowing God to use you. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Happy Father's Day to every one of you fathers out there. God bless you. And may the riches of God's blessing be upon you. Amen. We're so thankful that God brought us through to another day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice and be glad. Amen. Well, we thank God for yesterday. Amen. We had a wonderful time. We had... um, a COVID-19 vaccine clinic right here in our sanctuary. Um, we partnered with our township, and it was a success. Um, I thank God for that. Um, we want to be a church that reach into the community, and we just don't want to talk about it, but we want to be about it. And yesterday was another one of those steps in the right direction. And sometimes it's just about the connection, as Brother Tom mentioned earlier, that one of the nurses from the township, um, uh, two of the nurses from the township, um, I I appreciate our nurses. Let me say that first. Our nurses are top-notch in this church. My goodness. They are top-notch. I mean, they came ready, and they were here to assist the township in every way that they could. And then the best part about it is they befriended all of the folks that were with the township. So we made a connection there. And so um, you all were just wonderful, making them feel comfortable. And I know that they felt good about being here. Not only were they around Christians, but they were around people of their same profession. And so that made them feel comfortable. And we made a connection there to the point where someone came in this morning, one of the nurses from yesterday, and got 10 beef patties. Amen. She must really like beef patties. (laughs) She came in and got 10, 10 all at once. My Lord. So obviously, um, Sister Sylvia, our head nurse, must have been talking about something yesterday while they were in here. <laughs> yes? That, that, that was your sale? Oh, okay. Fifteen. All right. Man, they weren't just being nurses. They were hustlers. 
My Lord. Well, we made the connection. And you know how life works. If anything's ever happened where the Lord begin to put on their heart that they need to seek him or where they need to go for prayer or where they can bring their family for baby dedication or weddings or all of that stuff, you know, the first place they're going to think of right here because of you. So I appreciate what you did yesterday and just working together with the township. Thank God for that. And we are here for them. Amen. And we thank God. But it was a success. And while we were doing the clinic here, our outreach team was out in the community. Um, some was passing out flyers to invite people to come in and get their COVID vaccine. And some of us were out there passing uh, tracks out for the gospel, telling people, get saved, get ready, give your life to Jesus. Let us pray for you. And um, that was a wonderful, wonderful time that we had. So we thank God for that. And that is what the church is all about. We are, the church really is the answer to the world. It's the hope of the world. And I always have to clarify that when I say it, that I understand Jesus is the answer and the hope, but he uses the vehicle of the church. The church is what he operates through, okay? So he's doing it. He's doing everything in the background, but he uses his people to fulfill what he's doing. Amen? Um, we did not, yesterday I had on this nice t-shirt that everybody looked at and said, hey, I never saw those before. And so, you know, I was modeling my T-shirt while we were doing outreach so the community can see who we are, where we came from. And so this morning, I want our mannequins to come. Come on. Come on, come on, mannequins. Live. Okay, you want to be models? Okay. They got offended being mannequins. My Lord. Mannequins don't walk. So if I call you guys mannequins, just be nice and say, okay. Okay. You know, got to be a woman complaining about it. You know, the, the man of God just came right through. The young man of God just came right through. Not, not a word. Got his hat on. You see the hat? He, this morning he came in my office before church while, while I was at home talking about, Dad, I'm a model. You a model, son? All right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Real model now, for real. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. There you go. These are our Christ-centered t-shirts. And I want you to purchase them. It is a really, uh, it's really good for advertising um, our church and to promoting Jesus. And so uh, we want you to purchase them. Our picnic is coming up July 31st. And we want to just flood that picnic with the T-shirts. And when you invite your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, whoever you want to bring to the picnic, you don't have to pay a dime. Just bring them. Tell them we want them to come and have a good time with us at Veterans Park, July 31st. We'll get going by noon, and we want you to come. But get a T-shirt. They cost $25. And here's the sweet thing about it. Yeah, you get a T-shirt. But you donate toward the building fund of this church. So we like that you will get a T-shirt and we want you to get a T-shirt. But also you're giving towards our building. And as you know, we're not far from that. We are working hard toward that. So get a T-shirt. We have them obviously in black and obviously in white. And if you want a nice hat, you know, like this young man here, you know, get a nice hat, whatever you would like. And we will work with you. Twenty five bucks. Can't beat it. 
and we want you to just get a t-shirt. So thank you, models. Sizes, all sizes are available. So if you, you have children, you have adults, you have people that need a 3X, 4S, 6X, um, we, we've got you back. Now, you know, church, church is, <laughs> hey, there's some people that wear 6X, stop. Now, hey, the, the design of the, of the, the shirt um, was done by Pink Lemonade. Y'all don't know who Pink Lemonade is? Come here, Pink Lemonade. Husband, bring Pink Lemonade. And let her take down her mask. I'm going to get her, get her some more business. Yes, I'm going to get her some more. She is, But she is so good. Oh, my goodness, she is good at what she do. So this is Shauna Scarlett. Shauna Scarlett. The wife of our praise and worship leader. She's amazing, amazing at what she does. She has a company that's called Pink Lemonade. She designed like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I don't. She just, you just tell her what you want, and she will just bring something that just pops right away. And she is the designer of these T-shirts. And she's, I mean, trying whatever you see around here. These banners, all, all of this stuff you see, all her design. We just give her info, and she spit out these things. So she's amazing. So recommend her to. Whoever you know that need designing, but she's the one responsible for our T-shirts, the design of them. Thank you, Mrs. Scarlett. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> um, well, we have a guest with us this morning. I'm trying to think, though, Yvonne, is she a guest? Didn't she come before? Kathleen, you came before, right? That's Sister Yvonne's daughter, one of her daughter, Kathleen. Make sure you all say hi to her. She's my family. She doesn't know she's my family. Only her mom. You know, her mom keeps up with all the family. You know, you know, sometimes it's crazy. The kids don't know all the family, but, the, you know, there's always one person in the family that know all the family. You all have one of that in your family where one person know every one of the family. Oh, that's your cousin. Oh, that's your aunt. Oh, that's um. And they just telling you. Well, her mom, Sister Yvonne, our um, faithful saint in Christ Center Church, she is my cousin. And so her children is my cousin. But I don't know if her kids know that, you know, because we go way back before they were born. Right, right, Sister Yvonne? Before they were even on the scene, before they were even thought about. Your Uncle G, Uncle G, Uncle George, that's our man. You know, we, yeah, she, she don't know. School her over there when you get a chance there, Mom. She don't know. Welcome, well, you can't, don't worry, Kathleen. We real family. We not like play play family. We real family. Just just thought I'd let you know this morning <laughs> why she's in church. Just thought I'd let you know why you're in church. We're real family. <laughs> Amen. Again, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. Amen. I love you, and more importantly, Jesus loves you. And so we thank God for all of our fathers. Amen. Is there anything that I... You know what, Brother Scarlett? I figured something out. So next week... Brother Tom been hinting on it, been dying to hear. Um, next week, I'm going to ask Sister Weber to preach our 9 a.m. service and Brother Weber to preach our 10.30 a.m. service. And so, and so invite people to be in church um, next week. Let's pack it out so people can receive whatever the Lord has in store for them at the 9 a.m. service and the 10.30 Sister Weber is a really, really awesome woman of God and great preacher. 
So you want to come in here at night, well, not you, but you know how we have to divide it so we all don't pack out in one place. But, but you want to hear, and Brother Weber is, you know, conference speaker, top notch. Um, but here is what we want to do, Brother Scarlett, and I think moving forward, this is probably my best, only way we're going to pull it off. We probably need to make sure the preacher always get up here by 930 for the 9 o'clock service. However we make that happen, I can't tell you. All I know is 930, we need to have the preacher in the pulpit. If we want, because we need altar calls, and um, we, we just we can't get it all in, and it's driving me crazy that we can't get to do everything that we need to do. And you know, the group at 9 a.m. they you know they they want they they, they want to you know bask a little bit and enjoy a little bit more, and before they know it, it's time to go. And I can tell on their faces, already time to go. And so they don't like that. We don't have the choice because, as we said, if everybody come together, it's going to be very difficult to fit everybody. And so let's pray together that this building that we just found the other day, this will be it, and the Lord will open the door. Because I just do want to just have one service where we can have a great altar call every service, and the power of God can move on us, and we can enjoy his presence for a long time and not have to be changing from one service to the next. Okay? Amen. All right. Stand with me, if you will, and we're going to turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Our online congregation, I love you all. Always appreciate you. I'm always thanking God for our online congregation. And you can just feel them um, that join us online. And it's just such a wonderful thing. Romans chapter 8. Amen. Verse 28. The Bible says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I want to draw your attention to verse 28. Amen. Um, Familiar pastor scripture that Uh, We quote a lot, and this scripture says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Those words are supposed to bring comfort to us, but I do not want you to be misled in those words. There are sometimes we read the Bible and we pull out certain things that sounds good and we grab onto them and we have an expectation because we have read what it says, but we haven't fully investigated the scriptures to make sure it, it, it is working for me. Okay. We, we want to investigate the scriptures to know it's working for me and it's not just the Bible verse that's in the Bible. I need to know that it works for me. So we're going to look at that text today and see how that text works for us individually and collectively. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
You have assembled us here this morning. We're gathered together in your name, the matchless name of Jesus, the miraculous name of Jesus, the saving name of Jesus, the restoring name of Jesus, the delivering name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. Lord, we're grateful and we're thankful. Oh, God, and we're here this morning looking towards you, Lord God, saying, with God, all things are possible. And, oh, God, we truly trust in you, and we know that with you all things are possible. But, God, today we're asking that you give us a real experience, a real encounter, a life-changing experience, a life-changing encounter that, God, our life will not be the same after we would be through in this service today. Help us, almighty God, that your will be done, your purpose be fulfilled in our lives. I pray today that the power from on high will move over us, will overshadow us. You will allow me to speak as your oracle, anointed Lord God, and the people of God will, oh God, open their heart and receive and respond in obedience to the word of God. Will you have your way today, Lord, that your will may be done, your kingdom manifest in this place. As we give you the praise and the honor, we thank you today in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Let the church say amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic, driven by God's purpose. Driven by God's purpose. Tell your neighbor, driven by God's purpose. Tell your other neighbor, driven by God's purpose. Just try to make sure you're awake and you're not sleeping. (laughs) The believer never need to faint in times of suffering and trial because he or she knows That God is at work in his life and in this world. And that God has a perfect plan. Did you know that God has a perfect plan? God has a perfect plan. His plan will will be fulfilled. His plan is perfect. And there there is nothing that will hinder or stop or get in the way or mess up God's plan. God's plan is perfect. Everything that happens to us in this life is directed toward God's purpose. I need to say that again. Everything that happens to us in this life is directed toward God's purpose. So everything that you're going through, everything that you will go through, everything that you will experience, everything that you will suffer, everything that will be good, guess what? You have to understand that it happens to us because it will direct us towards God's purpose for our life. What happens may not itself be good. So there's some things that's going to happen in your life and you're saying, how in the world can this be good? How in the world can this be something I need to be thankful for? How in the world should I give praise to God for this? This is not good. 
good. But I'm here to tell you this morning, whatever happens may not itself be good, but God will make it work ultimately for your good, to meet his ultimate purpose for your life. And so no matter what the situation is, no matter how much it seems to be bad or how much it may be good, I'm here to tell you the situation is working for your good and for God's purpose. All things work together for good to them that love God. God works all things for good. Not all things work out. I'll say that again. Not all things work out. Oh, this will work out. No, it may not work out. But even when it don't work out, it's still going to work for your good and God's purpose. So all things don't work out, but it will work for your good and God's purpose. Man, when we were looking at the property up on Quaker Ridge Road, we felt like that was for our good. Man, God, this is just perfect. Good location, enough parking. We love the space. This will work for our good. And God says, no, it won't work for your good. I know what will work for your good, and I will make it work for your good. Whatever I give to you, that will work for your good. Uh huh. Suffering will still bring pain. Suffering will still bring loss, sorrow, and sin will still bring shame. And if you let it, it will bring destruction. But under God's control, the eventual outcome will be for good and his purpose. Somebody clap their hands unto the Lord. It looked like I might have to take some, you might have to take some convincing this morning that all things work together for good. Kathleen, all things work together for good. Many of us know the story of Joseph. But I don't know if we believe the story of Joseph. In Genesis chapter 50, verse number 15, it gives us the final occurrence of when Joseph met with his brothers who wanted him dead. What if your brothers wanted you dead? What if your brothers sold you into slavery? What if your brothers mistreated you all because your daddy was showing you favoritism? You didn't do anything. Your daddy just had to be showing you favoritism, and now the rest of the family hates you. They tried to kill him, and finally they said, well, let's put him in this, in, in, in this pit. Ah, let's just sell him. And they sold him, not to a family that's wealthy and doing great and going to treat him real good. They sold him to become slavey. Mm-hmm. And so we pick up in Genesis chapter 50 of this occurrence of Joseph that Joseph was able in all of that he, he went through, God elevated Joseph after a while in a position of total ruler over Egypt. All what he went through, God elevated him to ruler over Egypt because God had a plan. Somebody said God had a plan. And God's plan is perfect.
perfect and it cannot fail. God's plan will always work no matter what you may think or I may think. God's plan will always work out. It will not fail. It cannot fail. And so Joseph got elevated to chancellor, to governor, whatever it was, to now be the one that everybody had to come to when there was a famine in the land. He went through being lied on. He went through being thrown in jail. He went through just being treated like a slave. He went through all of the things that you can imagine that somebody would go through as a slave. And so now in Genesis chapter 50, verse 15, and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. Yeah, you know why they said that? Their mind wasn't in the right place. They, 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 weren't, they weren't godly. And so in their ungodly way of thinking, they're saying, man, Joseph is going to do us in because of how we treated him. He knows that we wanted to kill him. He knows that we sold him into slavery. And now he has power to kill us. We surely will die. And so that's how they're thinking because they're thinking carnally. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command before he died saying, so shall ye say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did not, or they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph went, and Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. They knew they were doomed, that they went to Joseph and said, We'll do whatever you want us to do. Just don't kill us. Because they knew what they did to him. Joseph knew what he went through. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. And I want you to Think about that statement Joseph made. Joseph said, don't worry about me. Our modern language today. Don't worry about me because I'm not God. Don't worry about me. I'm not God. And so Joseph let his brothers know what you think I will do to you. Forget it because I will not do anything to you because I'm not God. Only God determined what kind of punishment, what kind of uh, uh, discipline that that his children need to get. We don't determine that. And Joseph, that's not my job. I'm not God. And so they probably was wondering what is going on now. Verse 20. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Church, Everything that Joseph went through 
could not have been good. Everything that Joseph experienced could not have been anything fun. Joseph went through hell and high water. Joseph went through a whole lot of hurt and pain and struggle. Joseph went through being alienated from his family. Joseph went, went, went on and had to deal with not having his daddy in his life. And Joseph kept going. And any one of us being in that position would have believed that God had left us. And there's no way God is really a God of love. And there's no way God is still at work in my life. And so we would have given up and tried to figure out how to do things our way. But we forget in Romans 8.28. And we know all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them that are the call according to his purpose. And so before that scripture was written, somehow Joseph knew that. (laughs) Somehow Joseph knew all things work together for good to them that love God. And Joseph didn't try to do his own thing. He knew that God is still in my life. God is still up to something. And God is still going to work it out. No matter how bleak, no matter how dark, no matter how bad the situation may seem, God will work it out for your good and his purpose. Uh huh. And so Joseph told him, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. Uh huh. All things work together for good. And so while things may seem like it's just terrible. God loves you, church, and he's working things out for your good. Don't despise what you're dealing with. Don't despise what you're going through. Don't despise your hurt. Don't despise your pain. The bottom line is, if you will let God do what he's going to do, he will work it for your good. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2 says, And thou shall remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years In the wilderness. God led them 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Listen to me. God will let you go in circles when your heart is not right until your heart get right. God will let you go in circles. And so I'm here to tell you this morning, if you feel like you're going in circles, uh, oh my God, somebody hear me this morning. If you feel like you're, you're just going in circles and you can't get forward motion and you, 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 you can't get a sense of accomplishment, you, you, you can't get things just to go in the right direction, you can't seem to accomplish anything that's worth accomplishing, you just feel like you're going in circles. You're, it's a revolving door and nothing seems to be going right. I'm here to tell you, God is doing it because he wants you to see what's wrong in your heart so you can really call on him and say, God... Help me and get out of my heart what is wrong and what is unrighteous. Circles. When you're going in circles, God is working something out in your life. When you're going in circles, God is working something out in your life. So don't you try to get out of the circle. Ask God, why are you going in circles? 
Why I seem to can't accomplish anything, Lord? Why I can't seem to get it done, Lord? Why I can't seem to have forward motion, Lord? Why I can't seem to accomplish what I want, Lord? And I'm here to tell you, according to the Word of God, there's something that God got to work out of you that you need to take notice of first. You got to take notice of it. You got to take notice of it and see that something was wrong because what God wants to do in your life, the blessings that God want to bestow upon you, your heart needs to be right to handle that. Joseph, my God, my God, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Joseph was treated special by his daddy. That wasn't right by the daddy. You have kids, everybody's supposed to be treated the same. Love them all the same, treat them all the same. But Joseph was favored by his daddy. That could mess with a child's behavior, child's way of being. And so... And God, this is revelation this morning. And so God allowed Joseph to go through all of that stuff because something needed to be worked out in Joseph's heart. Nobody ever talks about this. I know we align Joseph with Jesus because it's kind of the same thing, almost like innocent. But I am going to take a leap of faith and say, because of how Joseph's daddy treated him, Joseph probably had an air about him. And and if God would have fulfilled Joseph's dream immediately, because remember, God had given him the dream. If God would have fulfilled Joseph's dream without Joseph going through what he had went through, maybe Joseph wouldn't have been able to forgive his brothers. Maybe Joseph wouldn't have been able to say, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I'm here to tell you, you're going to go in circles until your heart be- get to the place where God wanted to be. Because as God pour out blessings upon you, he wants you to handle it like a godly person and not like a carnal-minded person. Woo! God is waiting on a lot of us to get our heart right so we can experience the good that he has for us. But until we get our heart right, he can't give it to us because that same good will destroy us. Can you imagine having abundance, life is good, and your heart not right? You're going to treat people terrible. How many times we, we have heard we probably haven't ran into them, but we've heard about arrogant rich people. Yeah. They loaded so they treat people like crap. And so if God just pour out and bestow all kind of goodness on us when this is not right, we're going to be in trouble. So he let us wander and go in circles until this get right. If you're going in circles... Don't be alarmed. It's not because God hates you. It's not because God don't love you. It's not because God don't want to do great things in your life. God wants you to take notice of what's wrong and you ask him to get it out. God knows what's wrong, but until you know what's wrong, it's not helping you. God knowing what's wrong with you don't help you until you, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. 
God knows what's wrong because he's all-knowing. But the thing about it is, you got to know what's wrong with you. And that's when you become, you will get help when you know what's wrong. If you don't know what's wrong, you can never be helped. So God have you wandering in the wilderness. For them, it was a literal wilderness. For some of us, it's just nothing can change in our life. Nothing goes good in our life. Nothing moves forward. It seems like things just keep repeating itself. And I keep on falling in the rut and keep on, this keep happening. God's got you going in circles. That's the word from the Lord this morning. He's got you going in circles, not because he don't love you, not because you are different from anybody else, but all of us, if this don't get right, God cannot do some of the good things he wants to do in our life because we won't know how to handle it. He took Joseph through so he can get a a, a good heart. He took the children of Israel through the wilderness so they can get it right. And so here is what Jesus says. These 40 years in the wilderness Uh, He said, I took you through the wilderness uh, these 40 years to humble you and to prove you to know what is in thine heart. This is the word of God. Whether you would keep his commandment or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manner. You see, when you don't have nothing and you have to depend on somebody to feed you, that will humble you. Mm-hmm. And fed thee with manner which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know. Here we go. That he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. And so the other thing that God wanted them to do after he humbled them, he wanted them to know in order for you to live and be successful, you got to depend on me. My word is life. My word is the bread of life. And in order for you to live and be successful, you can't live by the bread, the meat, the food that you eat alone. You have to live by the word of God. And God was trying to get Israel to understand. Yeah, I got you out of there. I got you free from slavery, but understand this, you still need to obey my word in order to be successful and experience my good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Church, listen to me. Listen to me. It's not enough to be saved. A lot of people are getting that confused. I got to get saved because so much is just wrong in my life. I got to get saved. It's not enough to be saved. If all you want to do is get saved, you won't stay saved. If all you want to do is be saved, you will not stay saved. Because you can't keep it. First of all, you can't save yourself. And second of all, you can't keep yourself saved. So if all you want to do is get saved, you're in a whole bunch of trouble. What the word of God has always teach us from the beginning is that God wants to save us so we can serve him. Save us so we can worship him. Save us so we can obey him. Save us so we can live for him. Because that's the only way we're going to stay saved. In order to be saved, initially, you must be born again. 
What does that consist of? To recognize who Jesus is, that he's almighty God manifest in the flesh, right? When you realize that, you realize that then man really crucified God. And you're like, oh, my goodness. But then you also realize that God laid out his life. Man didn't take it from him. And you realize that he came to this world to give himself as a sacrificial lamb to shed precious blood so we can have the opportunity to be saved. So when we recognize that, we said, oh, so almighty God became the man and laid down his life for my sins, for everybody's sin. Okay, Lord, I am so sorry. And that should make you repent of your sins because that's what he gave his life for. So you can repent of your sins. He will remove your sins by baptism. So when you get baptized in the name, because father can't wash away, the father don't have no authority to wash away your sins. Son don't have no authority to wash away your sins. Holy Spirit don't have no authority to wash away your sins. It's, it's, it's the, the, the name is the authority. The name is the authority. The Bible says demons tremble at the mentioning of your name. So when we say the name of God, which is Jesus, it means something. It causes something to happen. And so the name is what must be invoked over you when you're baptized. That's the only way you take on that authority in your life to cleanse you. And so you get cleansed. Your sins are washed away. And God promises that he will fill you with the gift of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. And if you read your Bible, you'll see every time somebody was filled initially with the Holy Ghost, they spoke with tongues. Some people say, well, I know I have the Holy Ghost, but I haven't spoke with tongues. You know what I say to that? If you're comfortable with that, then God bless you. But read my Bible. I read the first time they received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, they spoke with tongues. So I want that. Since God said he, 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 who he is, that he's no respect of persons and he loves us all the same. And if he filled them with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost and they spoke with tongues, I want it that way, God. I am not going to go with today's tradition and say, oh, I feel him. I just haven't spoke with tongues. That's you. If you want to do that, I better speak with tongues. That's what they did in the Bible, and I'm going to be a Bible Christian. I want to be a Bible Christian, not a 21st century Christian that's changing stuff up. I heard on the news that some very high religious people think the Bible is outdated. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. When you say the Bible is outdated, you're saying God is outdated. I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Whatever the Bible says, that's what I want to do. And that's how I want to live. According to the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what I want. Not what we're coming up with today. Woo! And so God will let us go in circles when our heart is not right. He's trying to work some stuff out for us. Don't be upset with God. Please don't. Please don't. Don't think that God rejected you. Don't think that God is mad with you. Brother Henry shared a scripture this morning that God chastened them that are his. And all of you that are good parents, you know, let's be really honest. You love your children or your child so much. 
But because you love them, you will not allow them to do wrong and you don't do something about it. Tell the truth. Because if you don't correct your child, they're going to keep on thinking what they're doing that's wrong is right. Right? So if we love our children, we correct them. We don't just let them keep doing wrong. So what do you think God is supposed to do when you're not doing right? Just let you keep doing wrong? Huh? He's the one that go ahead. I love you. So just keep going. No, he has to correct you. So he will have you wandering in the wilderness. You will be going in a circle and you'll be frustrated wondering why, 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 why. And he wants you to know this morning because you need to know what's wrong in your heart. And I want to teach you something. So now that you know, I am going to show you what's in your heart that's wrong that needs to be changed. Somebody we need to just let's take a minute and just ask God right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Whatever is in our heart that is wrong. We just don't want to say these things to you now, Lord, because, you know, everybody is saying it because the, the, the preacher asked us to say it. But God, I sincerely want to experience the good of the Lord. I don't want to go in circles and be frustrated, Lord God. So whatever is in me, Lord God, that is preventing me from going forward, but you've allowed me to go in a circle, will you show it to me now, Lord God? Will you help me to understand it now? That, Lord, I can see it and come to you for help about it. That, Lord, you can deliver me from it. That I will no longer have to go in a circle and delay my blessings and all that you have in store for me. I don't want my blessings to be any more delayed, oh God. I want my blessings right now, Lord God, if it's according to your will. I don't want to delay it, Lord God, because of my rebellion, because of my disobedience, because of my selfish desires. I don't want to miss out on my blessings, Lord. I don't want to miss out on the goodness of the Lord. So will you help me to see what's wrong in my heart and help me to overcome it in the name in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you may be facing some challenging situation right now. Things in your life may not be going the way you would like them to, but just hold on. Keep loving God as he is directing you according to his purpose. Whatever we are dealing with, we can rejoice in the truth of this wonderful passage to first know that God is working for our good. But here's what you got to know about that. You got to love God. Tell your neighbor you got to love God. Uh-huh. Got to love God. You know, can I be honest with you? Yeah, I know it's hard to love God because you don't see him. And we're people of seeing and touching and feeling. We, we allow a lot of what drives us to be our emotions and what we see. And so those are things that drive us mostly. And so when you hear a preacher say, you got to love God, you got to love God, you're like, preacher, you don't understand. How in the world are we going to love God? I mean, I appreciate God for what he's done, but how am I going to love him? And 1 John 5 and 3 says this, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. 
Can I tell you this? Unfortunately, we're living in a time where you think, many people think, love means I got to feel it. I got to feel it. And so when you, when you ain't feeling your spouse, when you ain't feeling your friend that you're supposed to be friends with, when you ain't feeling somebody, all of a sudden now in your mind, yeah, I don't love them no more. So it's time to move on. And what God is teaching us is that before feelings, love is about what you do. For God so loved the world that he felt like he needed to come and he was feeling the world. Oh, and then when he felt the world, then he decided, oh, I'm feeling them now. So let me just go down there now. No, we didn't read that in the scripture. The scripture says, for God so loved the world that he came in the flesh. So that's what it means by gave his only begotten son. Because guess what? God don't have no flesh. So when God says he, he, he so loved the world, he just came in the flesh. What he's saying is, I didn't have to feel it. I love them so I do whatever is necessary that will be good for them. I told y'all a long time ago that love is, Kathleen, love, definition, to do whatever is necessary to do good for the one that you say you love. That's the definition. Don't give me none of your other stuff. I remember a long time ago, I used to listen to the radio, The Quiet Storm. And when they used to talk about love, they used to tell you, love, you know, when you love. And they, everybody, love is respect. And love, is, and they go through all of this stuff. And nobody really can nail down love. They, they tell you attributes of love. They tell you things that will, you will see because of love. But love, in its basic sense, is to do whatever necessary for the good of the person you love. Can't dance out of that. Can't dance out of that. Ethan can't dance out of that. So that, that doesn't require feelings. That doesn't require anything other than do good for them. Do good to them. That's all it requires. So you don't feel anything. You do what you're supposed to do because you say you love. And unfortunately, when people don't feel something, oh, I don't love them. I ain't doing that. And God says, when you do that, when you love somebody and you do it, you ready? You better not do it with disdain. Wife, messing with the wife, because probably she need to hear this more than the husband. Sorry, wife. I just, you know, I got to shoot straight when I'm shooting straight. So wife, he did something that got you mad. Don't cook his food with a mean attitude. This is, what, this is what the word of God says, that you do not keep his commandments grievously. So what God says, if you love me, keep my commandments, but don't keep them grievously. Don't, don't, go, don't, don't go talking about you love me, but you have to disdain when you got to obey me. <laughs> don't go talk about you love me and then now now that you upset with me and whatever you do for me now you're doing it with an attitude yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. When you love somebody, you can, we got to become real people of love. Because when you love somebody, you can be upset with them. You can not like what they did. But what you have to do for them don't have nothing to do with what they did to you. You ready for it again? Jesus said, I loved them while they were yet sinners. Y'all don't want to mess with me. So it means what he's saying is when they weren't loving me back, when they were rejecting me, when they were being rebellious, when they were not doing what I wanted them to, I loved them still with, a, with such an attitude that I came out of heaven, became a man and died for them. So I wasn't loving them with disdain. I wasn't loving them saying, I guess I got to do this because I created you. No, he did it with love. As a matter of fact, he cried and wept over us. So what are we talking about when we say we love? So if we are going to say we love God, it means that we're going to keep his commandments and not do it with a bad attitude and not do it with disdain. Somebody say man. So if we want all things to work together for good for us, we got to love God. If we want all things to work together for good, first, we got to love God. Second, if we want everything to work together for good, we must be called according to his purpose. Which means obey God's calling for our life. Can I tell you that everybody is called? Do you know that everybody's called? There's not one person in this world that's not called by God. Everyone is called by God. And so you are called by God. But in that calling, all people are called by God. In that calling, his call is to whosoever will. But in that calling is his purpose. Let my people go so they can serve me. So he was calling for his people to come out of slavery, come out of bondage and sin so they can serve me. God is not calling us to just stand still. Many people are sitting back waiting for the fulfillment of this passage for all things to work together for good. But they're not loving him and they're not fulfilling his purpose. We're waiting for all things to work together for good. Going in circles. And it's not working out for our good because we're not loving him and we're not pursuing his purpose. Those who love God will find themselves inevitably coming to that place where their own purposes in life are changed. Church. There's no way I could have guessed in a million years I would be where I am today. Because my purpose was to have a good time. You don't understand. I just was living life to have a good time. That was my purpose. And I had an encounter with Jesus. And now all of a sudden, his purpose was driven or driving my purpose. Because I realized my purpose need to get out of the way. Now that I've met Jesus and realized he wants what's good for me. <laughs> I want what's good for me and I couldn't accomplish that even if I tried. Same for you. You can try all you want. 
to make what's good for you to be good, and you can't do it. The things you think is good is probably not good. So if you, if you spend your time trying to do good for you, wasting your time. Wasting your time. So many people that have the opportunity to speak before they die have so many regrets. If his purpose drives your purpose, if you have that opportunity to speak your last words, you know what you will be saying? Because that's what I hope I'll say if I have that last chance, if I don't get raptured when he comes. You know what I'll be telling you? You know what I'm going to tell my kids? Live for Jesus. He is so sweet, I know. He is so good. <laughs> live for Jesus. That would be my last word to everybody. Just live for Jesus. Give him your heart. Give him your mind. Give him your life. Just obey Jesus. That's my last words. Obey Jesus. Because none of the other stuff matters. Because no matter how much good you're trying to do, you're going to realize this didn't even amount to nothing. What did this amount to? Nothing. If you truly love God, can you desire something other than the fulfillment of his purpose in your life? Question. I'll ask you again. If you truly love God, can you desire something other than the fulfillment of his purpose in your life. God's purpose must drive your purpose. God's purpose must drive your purpose. Here is God's purpose from this passage of scripture. You want to hear what the purpose was for this specific passage of scripture that we just read? Here's what God's purpose is. To bless with good all those who love and obey him. In Romans 8:28, when it says it all things work together for good, that good that the scripture is talking about is for God to bless with good all those who love and obey him. That's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to bless you with good. That's all he wants to do. He wants to bless you with good. If you get saved, that's good. If you get healed, that's good. If he provides for you, that's good. If you worship him, that's good. If you praise him, that's good. If you sing the, the songs of Zion to him, that's good. You just do whatever it is that God commands, and that's good. God wants to work good in your life. And so all you have to do is love him. All you have to do is pursue his purpose because God wants to do good for you. Yes, God wants to do good for you. And so that's his purpose for us, to do good for us. Sometimes we make this Bible real deep. Deeper than it really, I mean, trust me, the Bible is deep. But when you start to really just get down to the core of it, God is our Father. God is our Father. And what God is essentially saying is, my children, I want what's good for you. Sean, it's just that simple. It's really just that simple. You are my children, and I want what's good for you. What good parent don't want what's good for their children? 
The difference now between us as parents and God as parents is this. God is all-knowing. And you and I that are parents, we're not all-knowing. So the problem is we cannot really know how to do everything right and do everything that's going to be good for you because we're not all-knowing. But your heavenly father is all knowing. So he will do things for you that are good that don't seem to be good and may seem crazy sometimes. But he's all knowing. He's all knowing. And so that's why he can do what's good for you always. Listen, I'm closing up here. It is his purpose to make every distressing event, every tragedy, every problem culminate in as much good for your life and triumph and victory. That's what it's all about. He wants what's good for you. He wants you to triumph and he wants you to be victorious. God wants what's good for you. You just got to love him and pursue his purpose. The Bible calls him a good shepherd. In John chapter 10, verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That's how good he is. He says, I give my life for you. That's how good I am. I give my life for you. And so I finish up here today by telling you, because God is good, his purpose is to bless you. God's purpose is to bless you. God's purpose is to bless you. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew sages of ancient days pronounced him, called God, the blesser. Uh-huh. This same purpose then must also drive your motivation, your words, and your deeds. You must strive to become a blesser. Not just a blessing, but a blesser of people. Because if God is in you and working in your life and God is doing his whatever he needs to do to make it good for you and bless you, then you have the opportunity and the power to be a blesser of other people. Tell your neighbor, you're a blesser. His promise must drive your purpose. When it does, your calling will exceed that of those who only hear a call to salvation. So many people only hear the call to get saved. They're not hearing the call to love God and pursue his purpose. I'm finished. In the moment of our struggles, our pain, our disappointment, our rejection, it does not feel or seem like it's good. For it seemed like it's for our good and his purpose. But after we have gone through and still standing and still thriving, we are able to testify and we know all things work together. Church, too many of us, we abandon ship. So, so we never get the testimony because we abandon ship. God is working something in our lives and we just abandon ship. We jump overboard and never stay on board to wait to say, oh man, we were going through a storm. We were going through a bad situation. I thought the ship was going to be flooded. I thought it was going to flip over. I thought we were going to all die. But I tell you what, God, who is so good to us, kept us from destruction. God, who is so good to us, kept us from dying. And we got to realize, stay on board. Don't jump ship. God wants to keep you and give you a testimony of his goodness.
He wants to give you a testimony of his goodness. He wants to give you a testimony of his goodness. Stay on board. Stay on board, church. All things, not some things. All things. All things. God works in all things, not just isolated incidents. He worked all things for our good. This does not mean that all things happen to us is good. Evil is prevalent in our fallen world, but God is able to turn it around for our long-term good. Uh huh. Somebody say all things. Note that God is not working to make us happy. But to fulfill his purpose, note also that his promise can be claimed only by those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I was talking to my sister last night, and she was telling me how she was talking to a woman that's 103 years old. And the woman wanted to know why her eyes are so light up. She said, your eyes are so lit. They're so bright. And she wanted to know how she seen. She never heard her complain. I never hear you complain. I never this, all this stuff. But here is something that was interesting. That woman that's 103, her and her family, they got a little bit of cash. They, they kind of loaded. And people that have money, this is how they're thinking. You're poor and I'm rich. You should be miserable. And I should be fine. I'm just telling you, you may not know that. But people that are loaded, they think that they got everything going. And poor old you, you need something. But what that lady was really telling my sister was, whatever you have, I want it. Because how in the world I'm rich and you're not and you seem better off than me. Because all things work together for good. I got a God that loves me. I got a God that cares for me. I got a God that will provide for me. I got a God that's working all things for my good and his purpose. And so everybody's going to see my life and say, man, you got a good life. Because my daddy is working on my behalf for my good and his purpose. And so when your daddy is working on behalf for your good and his purpose, people are going to look at you and say, man, what is it about you? They can have more money. They can have more education. They can have more accomplished in this life. And they will see you if you love God and you are pursuing his purpose. They will look at you and say, you will drive them crazy because you're not supposed to be that way when you poor and I'm rich. God is good. God is good. Since God is for you, who can be against you? Since God is for you, who can be against you? Listen, ultimately, we're supposed to become like Jesus. This is what this is all about. Stand with me. Ultimately, we're supposed to become like Jesus. And even Jesus was betrayed. But his betrayal was for his good. His betrayal was for his good. 
and what's for the purpose of God. And so while Judas betrayed him, while Judas did all the crookedness, it still worked out for good. It still worked out for good. And we're supposed to be like Christ, that no matter what's going on in our life, we need to say, God, I trust you. I trust you, God, because you're working for my good and your purpose. Before we leave here today, church, all I want for you to do is look to the Lord and pray by lifting your hands and lifting your voice and asking God to teach you how to love him. Ask God to teach you how to pursue his purpose in your life. If we, church, can get to that place, oh God, of loving God and pursuing his purpose, then we won't be frustrated, then we won't be anxious, then we won't be concerned with so many things because we know if we love him and we are pursuing his purpose, then all things will work together for our good and his purpose. We need for his purpose to drive our purpose. Somebody talk to Jesus right now and ask him to teach you how to love him. Ask him to teach you how to keep his commandments with joy and with gratefulness. And teach you, ask him to teach you how to pursue his purpose for your life, Father, in the name of Jesus. Before we go from this place today, oh great God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will help us today. Help us to love you like we have never loved you. Help us, oh God, to love you like we've never loved you, almighty God. Help us, oh God, to pursue your purpose like we've never pursued your purpose, almighty God. For Lord, if we love you, if we pursue your purpose, then all things work together for good. To them that love God, to those who are to call according to his purpose. I pray today, Lord God, that you will set some things in order in our life today. And that we will not leave this place the same way, but change will come to us. And that, Lord, worrying will leave us, and frustration will leave us, and anxiety will leave us, and fretting will leave us. And, oh God, we will walk in that life of blessedness, Lord God. We will walk in that life, Almighty God, of experiencing the good that you have in store for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Today, Lord God, I pray that you will hear every prayer and every uplifted hands and that you will respond to us in a way, Lord God, where change will come to our life. Today, God, let us not leave this place the same way we came in, but let change come to us. Let change come to us. Let your will be done. Your kingdom come. Oh, Father, we give you the honor and the praise. Somebody call on his name before you walk out of this place. Somebody ask him to have his way in your life before you leave this place. God loves you and God wants what's good for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him that he will direct your path. Father, we love you today. As we go from this place, let your hand be upon us. Oh God, I pray that you will give us a blessed and good day. 
have your way, Lord God, for whatever happens today, we know it's for our good and your purpose. Have your way in our heart and our mind today. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Have a blessed day today, church. Trust the Lord for all that he will do. Whatever is happening in your life, just trust him. That is working for your good and his purpose. Have a wonderful day. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. what it says.